Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, uh, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Episode number 961, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it, the understanding of it, based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary, or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. Uh, My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Uh, Dear friends, the aim of this podcast, therefore, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer to the Lord that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened. And that millions would come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And I feel like saying also tonight, or rather today, their friend, the greatest friend in the world is Jesus Christ. There's a hymn that says, There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. And that is so true. Uh, And so my prayer also is that everybody would escape the wrath of God that is coming. And... uh, that everybody would come to know Jesus Christ as Savior by believing his words. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting 
life. Today, my beloved, we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Let's pray. Holy Father God, save those who don't know you, revive those who do. Thank you for the privilege and the power and the peace of prayer. Thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And thank you for your holy word. Give us your energy and your strength, your mind and your heart, Lord, to read your holy word, to comprehend it, to understand it, to love it more, to cherish it more, to obey it more, not just to get more knowledge and then get puffed up, but to get more knowledge and actually use it to help others by helping them uh, out of the fire. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Today, dear friends, we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? My, my, my. Brothers and sisters and ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2 verse 10. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. Depending upon the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, with some help from Dr. Matthew Henry. Corrupt practices are the fruit of corrupt principles are the fruit, if I may add, of a corrupt heart and mind. And he who is false to his God will not be true to his fellow mortals. By the way, this is why we say that if a man breaks his vows to his wife, then uh, uh, who are we? Uh, for him not to break his word to us. And if he breaks his vows to God, really, because he makes the vows to God, and uh, um, and if a man breaks his vows to God, or a woman breaks her vows to God, we better watch out. In contempt of the marriage covenant which God instituted, the Jews put away the wives they had of their own nation, probably to make room for strange wives, strange women, 
they made their lives bitter to them, uh, yet in the sight of others they pretend to be tender of them, like so many uh, pastors and preachers and so-called leaders in the church today. Uh, yet in the sight of others they pretend to be tender of them, consider she is thy wife, thy own, the nearest relation thou hast in the world. The wife is to be looked on, not as a servant, but as a companion to the husband. Uh, there is an oath of God between them, which is not to be trifled with in God's sight. Uh, man and wife should continue to their lives end in holy love and peace. That's how God wants it, and that's how it ought to be. Did not God make one, one Eve for one Adam? Yet God could have made another Eve if he wanted to, and that's a deep statement, by the way. I know I have never thought about that. Wherefore did he make but one woman for one man? It was that the children might be made a seed to serve him. Go ahead, Dr. Matthew Henry. Go ahead. That's all right. It was that the children might be made a seed to serve him. By the way, this is why I believe contrary to the American way, contrary to the sociologists and the, and the social workers and the counselors of today who do not use the Bible as a guiding light. That's why I've been saying for years, yes, my beloved, the children are worth staying together for. And number two, I have said for years, the reason why uh, so many divorced people catch hell when they divorce and mess over the children that God gave them and break their hearts with their selfish foolishness bad things happen and bad things have happened because God hates divorce and he has a way of punishing people who don't keep their vows to him God is nobody to trifle with God is nobody to play with I've seen God take children home to help get your attention. And I guarantee you, they they get back together real quick, no matter who they fooling with. Uh, they, they're going to be at that funeral. Do not play with God. I've seen God allow children to go missing because their parents divorced and broke the, the children's hearts. Irreparable damage to their hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. 
and, and they have not found the children yet. They don't know if the, the children are dead or alive. It was that the children, Matthew Henry continues, might be made a seed to serve him. Husbands and wives must live in the fear of God that their seed may be a godly seed. They must bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The God of Israel saith that he hateth putting away. That is, he hateth adultery. I mean, he, he hateth divorce. And oftentimes adultery go uh, uh, comes before divorce. Uh, I guess that's the reason why that was in my mind. But right now, God is talking about divorce. He, he hates it. Those who would be kept from sin must take heed to their spirits. For there all sin begins in their spirits, in their hearts in their minds. Men will find that their wrong conduct in their families springs from selfishness, which disregards the welfare and happiness of others. When opposed to their own passions and fancies, it is wearisome to God to hear people justify themselves in wicked practices. Those who think God can be a friend to sin affront him. You, 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 uh, you affront him. You, you offend him. If you think that he's going to be a part of your evil and your sin and your putting away and your divorce and uh, destroying the lives of your children that he blessed blessed you with. And see, as I've always said, when your child dies out of that, or is missing out of that, there's no pain in God's heart. Because he has the child, and he knows where the child is. If you will, the child could be sitting on his lap. But you're the one that's suffering great pain, down to the ground pain, the pain that makes you, that that causes you to fall down to the ground, that knocks you down, and you can't get up. And deceive themselves. You deceive yourself when you play with God like that. God is nobody to play with. The scoffer said, Where is the God of judgment? But the day of the Lord will come. You can rest assured. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, thank you so much for this severe reminder. And help us all to take heed to your holy word. And help us not to vow if we're not going to keep our vows to you. 
because you uh, do not play and uh, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that especially people who are Christians who claim to be Christians and others as well to take uh, this passage and this teaching very seriously. And we pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life, and pray without ceasing to God about everything, and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, Except the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh death to material things you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin but ultimately you will die physically your body will be put in a cold dark grave and that ought to be frightening because it is frightening but more frightening is that your soul if it dies without Christ will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, 
but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your savior. Pray and ask him to save you and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. 
Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, Please email me at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and, uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time. <music>